This is a Zero Talent Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Zero Talent Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brentley Clay. Joining me today is Ethan, Joe, and Ray. And we have a lot to talk about. So we are going to dive right into it after a quick announcement from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. We have a special link at audibletrial.com slash zero talent. You can go to that and you get a free credit too if you're a Prime member. Uh, Good for any premium selection of titles that you would like. You get access to the Audible Plus catalog for podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. For an entire month, you can listen to those all you want without needing any credits. And it sends a friendly little email reminder before your trial ends. In case you're not satisfied, you can cancel before you get charged. Uh, That being said, it is only $14.95 a month. And uh, every time your payment comes through, you get another credit for another uh, premium title. So, yeah. Yeah, you Good ad read. I'm honestly just surprised I did it in one take. (laughs) That That was crisp, too. Good job. Nice and clean. Nice and clean. All right. So. I kind of skipped over you guys introducing yourselves because I just went straight to the ad. But uh, yeah, well, uh, you guys want to say hello? <laughs> Yo, what up? It's your boy, Ethan. I'm, I'm back. I'm happy to be here. Hello. What is up? I love it. That is Ray's intro every week. What is up? You got to stay consistent. I was about to say, man's got a uh, set uh, specific catchphrase. I appreciate it. It's like my TTFN when we finish. Both are cringe. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to have to start using mine. I, you know what? I might use mine today. Oh, okay. So we have a little bit to go through before we get to that. Ethan, would you like to touch up on the fact uh, as to like why you haven't been here for a while? <laughs> yeah, because my fucking internet sucks. <laughs> yeah, so basically we tried recording a couple of times with me on the podcast and it just did not turn out very well because of a huge delay that I was dealing with. But I think we've got the issue resolved, so hopefully... Hopefully you're stuck with me for forevermore. Forevermore. Is that a book or something? What is that? Why does that sound familiar? It's like a fairy tale saying, Joe, get with the program. (laughs) I've heard it before. I just, the way Britt said it back, it was like he knew something. I don't know. Look, Joe, take your free trial on Audible and go find you a fairy tale and listen for that saying. I'm sure it'll be in there. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I got one. It's called Brent's Sex Life. Hey, I'm married. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to marriage. Oh yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's getting cut. <laughs> 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 if I ever want to have sex again, that's getting cut. <laughs> Dude, do it for the content. Do it for the content. Nah, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Jesus. <laughs> What's everybody been into? What, what games have we been playing? My game list has somewhat stayed the same, except uh, I was at the beginning of the week. I was plan- trying to play some Apex, about the same as always, just on that rain grind. And then have been playing uh, raid. Been playing raid, so I'm just doing the daily grind on there and stuff. But I kept hearing a lot of stuff this week about um, Destiny, about Destiny Two to be exact. I wanted uh, Haley, uh, her little brother. We decided to give it a try. So me and him like made new characters. He went a warlock, and I went a uh, hunter. And we played through like the first little part of the game. And uh, I fell back in love with Destiny too. That's what I've been playing in my off time now. 
I am absolutely stunned that you picked Hunter. Well, see, I used to play Titan. I played Titan for my whole entire career on Destiny 1. But the Titan, I came to find out, was just the support tank. And I hate supporting and tanking. Yeah, you just want to do the damage. Exactly. I mean, he does have offensive abilities, but they're nowhere near as cool as the Hunters. So I just like the Hunters a lot more. And I was getting tired of being just a big bulky block as a Titan. That was quite annoying. Fair enough. I I could never find an armor set that made him look like smaller, I guess, because he always had like the huge shoulder pads and stuff. It was hard to find armor that I actually liked for him, but then Hunter is so much easier to find stuff that I like and like it's a lot easier to um make it look better. So since you started a new character on that, I was discussing this with Ethan. Is there an option to like jump to a certain level, or do you just have to start every character at level one? Well, see, what I didn't understand, so the other two classes that I, 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 my original Titan is still on there, and my original Hunter, so the one I also played before I, uh, before everything got switched over from, um, uh, what's it called? Before they went, like, free-to-play? Yeah, 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 before they went free-to-play. Because before they went free-to-play, it was on a completely different, like, site, so then whenever it was off of that, because it got taken off of that, like, launcher, I then downloaded it on Steam, and I hadn't really played it since then. Well, my Hunter and Titan are the same exact level as my new made Hunter. Like, they just start off, my gear score, They you start off now with everything is uh, 1350. Even my Hunter starting out had 1350. That's actually pretty high, or at least the last time I played that was. I, I don't know what it goes to now. Yeah, I think it's like 1550 or something, 1560. I mean, proportionally, that sounds pretty high. Yeah. I guess. I, mean, I don't know like what the low is, because that, that was a freshly made character, so if that's low, then I don't... <laughs> that's what, like, I guess you consider that low? Maybe maybe the grind's harder. I would say it made 1350 the minimum, and your other two characters were below that, so they got boosted up. Yep. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, I guess 1350 in the long run is kind of low. I'm guessing the gear grind is going to be a little bit rougher. Fair enough. If I remember right, 13, like, 20 or 30 maybe 50 was the cap for last season so they just made the minimum the cap from last season which would make sense yeah and then like the seasons are like year long like it was it had the shadow keep and all of that when i played in it and you got all the way up there and then you just bottlenecked and i guess this is their way of uh letting you keep going that would make sense that sounds like good news for anybody looking to get into destiny 2 i would say that's true that's what like that's what I loved about it. And plus, I mean, I forgot how beautiful the game looks. Jesus Christ! If you like, my computer can run it on Mac settings. Jesus Christ, that game looks absolutely beautiful. You can't start getting dupe exotics until you've already got every exotic in the game. Oh, I like that. But that that's all pretty cool. Uh, it sounds super friendly to anyone just starting or coming back. It really, it really was because like we were able to just get in there and just already like, already knew somewhat what to do going through the main campaign again. Do you have to do the campaign, or is there an option to just skip it? Uh, I think you have to go through it. But to be honest, the main campaign has changed. Oh, okay. It was kind of cool to see though, because like they even changed up the very beginning, like first mission, like completely to where, like where you talk to this like cool hunter dude. Oh, it's probably where it's the uh, season of the Witch Queen. Is that the name of that no, DLC? It's... 
Yeah, it's the, it's the Witch Queen, but that's not what the season's called. No. The only other game that, that I've been playing besides that is, with Haley's brother, I play um, Roblox. So we play a uh, lot of Roblox, a lot of different games on there. There's, I, I know on Roblox, there's a lot of different, like, uh, I guess, fan-made game modes that you can play, right? That's, that's all it is, is just, like, community-created games. Mm, okay. Yeah, there's all kinds. There's, I, I feel like if we had Roblox whenever we were, like, kids, it would have been game-changing uh, whenever oh, we I were bet. bored of a game. Because this has, like, all kinds of different games in it that you can just play. Yeah, I can see the appeal. Oh, yeah. it's like It even has remakes of COD. Like, I've even noticed one-to-one remakes of COD maps. I'm like, hey, Jesus. I know this map. Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking crash in Roblox. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird to see it. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, that's about all I've been playing this week. All right, cool. Uh, what about you, Rick? Oh, I have started playing Destiny 2, like Joe. Nice. Off of my recommendation. No, it came from a uh, friend of ours at work. We have friends at work? Yeah. I Ray know. has one. <laughs> Two. Three. Three. Yeah. Struggle counting. I've done, I played Destiny 2, and then I've been playing Dragon Ball Legends on my phone in lieu of the fourth anniversary i think it's fourth i don't pay that much attention to the numbers on the screen i just want to do pvp fair enough then the only game i've been playing else is lost light on my tablet but it's a uh, tarkov style game and you play against real people there's bots in there to kill uh it's it's actually pretty good like it's a really good game for it to be a mobile only game. Like it, it's insane. It's called Lost Light. You all, everyone should check that out. I might. I've been getting a lot more into phone games. That is it for old Ray. Okay. What about you, Ethan? Let's see. I haven't been here in a little bit, but I'll try to keep it short on the update. I've got a, a few games I've been playing here. I did another playthrough of Resident Evil Four because I can't help myself. Trying to get ready for that uh, remake, huh? That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to get all the Steam achievements, and now I just got to play through it on Professional. So I'll be doing that pretty soon. Fun. Then I've been playing some multiplayer games, uh, specifically gone into Smite, because I've never really played that before, even though I played years and years of League of Legends. So, uh, <laughs> But as far as Smite goes, I learned that while while certain knowledge from League helps, I'm also seriously bad at the game, so that's that's been a fun experience. Uh, Joe and Ray are very well-versed in Smite. Yo, I'm down to get on there and we can play later. 100% down. I can play Bologna and I can play Discordia. Otherwise, it's it's not going to be pretty. Joe played Bologna for a while. He would. I did. Joe Piter is a fucking jungle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I play a lot of warriors <laughs> in jungle. It's so much fun. My favorite <laughs> one is wild. Amaterasu. Amaterasu in jungle. Oh, is Chef's kiss. No. She's so good in jungle. When you got a good Achilles in fucking jungle, that yeah, was nasty. That was when Achilles was uh, pretty damn top tier. Now he's uh, pretty damn not top tier. Oh, I guess I'm gonna yeah. make sure my smite's updated. Fuck. <laughs> Which is a shame because I, I actually love me some Achilles. He's one of my favorites. Odin all the way, baby. I also played Discordia a decent amount, so... Discordia is very fun. If you can... Uh, what's that? Is it her two or her three where she fucking so three. makes people fight? It's a three. No, it's that's the her line. two. Oh, is it her two? 
I don't know. I have my keybind exchange, so oh, I use Q, yeah. E, F, and R. That's yeah. That's around what I use. I don't use the number keys for them. I think all mine are fucking programmed on my house. You know, that's probably that's a really good it. solution. Yeah, I don't have enough buttons for that. <laughs> I got twelve, motherfucker. <laughs> I think I, I have got... one. My all is like R. That makes sense, right? You don't damn near use any of your abilities. <laughs> I've got two buttons on my mouse, and one of which I use for push to talk. So I've got like one button to spare, and it it's it's not going to go far. Quick plug that you know we're definitely not getting paid for. I'll just go ahead and say that I absolutely love my fucking mouse. It is the uh, Razer Naga Pro, and it has like face plates for the side of it where I can switch out. I have either twelve buttons, six buttons, uh, or two buttons available to me. Ooh. Is it wireless? Uh, yes, it is wireless. How does it charge? Do you have to use a cable or is it? uh... Okay, so it's wireless or wired, whichever way you want to do it. But if you go the wireless route, you just plug the cord into a dock. And whenever you want to charge it, you just set it down on the dock and it charges. Ooh, okay. I do like that because I have a uh, Logitech G503 or G502 Lightspeed Hero and it's wireless. But my game, like my mouse pad, charges it as it's going. That's why I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't get the chargeable like mouse pad because I have one that goes across like the whole length of my desk. Uh, I just got the dock to like set it down on. Yeah, I'm a boomer. I'm still on the wired mouse. Not, well, I, well, you can use this one as wired. I just I liked the freedom of not having to fuck with a cord. Wireless wow, game changer. I need to get there. But uh, last game I've been playing, I've been playing uh, Siege most of the week trying to Gear up for some maybe some upcoming content. Hint, hint. Gear up for some upcoming content, and then you just mentioned Smite, and I feel like everyone's ready to throw it out the window. Nah, uh, yeah, let's play <laughs> both. I'm down. I might be down. We'll see. I'm definitely down for some Siege. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely gonna be okay with some Siege or Smite or even both. Like I'm, I'm pretty good to go on any game. I will be bad if we play Siege. I'm just gonna tell you all that. I was about to say the only thing that's not gonna be ready is your skill level. Yep. No, he's right. Or that recall control. I'm I'm good at games. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm good at games, but not whenever I go to a game mouse that requires keyboard. mouse and keyboard because I just typically use a controller. So it's going to take some adjustment. Although, in all honesty, I feel like you're going to be like that one fucking case where you're like, once I get good at this, I'm going to do nothing but fucking shit on people, and it's going to be the best thing ever. Oh, I mean, it's it's going to take some time to get to that, but that's what I'm ho- uh, hoping for. So what have you been playing, Brent? Oh, what have I been playing? Well, um, on Xbox, I've been playing some Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. On my phone, I've been playing some Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. (laughs) And on my Switch, believe it or not, I've been playing some Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I have three separate games going right now with all different builds. I was going to say, are they at least different builds or characters? No, they're all different builds. But yeah, so that's I'm playing three versions of the same game. Also playing, I guess I hopped into Rainbow Six Siege for like one match before we started recording this. It it didn't go great. Recoil controls is the hardest to get back into for that game, just because like you don't, especially if you can't remember how the like the recoil on some of the weapons go, because someone will kick like shit. Well, the the main problem I have is the last time I played Rainbow Six Siege was like uh, a year and a half, two years ago. So I just it feels like a completely different game to me. True. 
you don't even need recoil control if you just shoot him in the head the first time. No, there you go. That's a good point. You know what? I never thought of that. If I could just figure out where they're coming from, that would also help. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm just going to walk around shooting around every corner. That that might do something. It's not a bad yeah, strategy. Just swing hard. That's the only way I know how to swing, baby. Boo. Uh, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I, I think that's that's really all I've been playing. Obviously, I've still been playing Raid. Ooh, I did st- uh, another mobile game, actually. I don't know if you guys have done this or not. I think all of us, except for Ray, have iPhones. I did like the free month of Apple Arcade, and there is a Lego Star Wars. It's set up like Clash Royale, but it's uh, Star Wars characters. Another Star Wars game. Color me shocked. What is it? Uh, It's called Lego Star Wars Battles or something like that. Uh, It's set up like Clash Royale. I don't think it would be on there for him since it's the uh, arcade. Yeah, it's on Apple Arcade, so I don't think Ray would be able to find it. No, he shouldn't be able to because I don't think it'd be on there. Going to Chrome to get the APK if I can. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because you you really like those style of games. Me and you played Gears Pop for a long time before they shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> play, I didn't really know anyone suck. played Gears Pop. No, it Dude, was a fun no, game. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I downloaded it. It was a it was a game, that's for sure. Nah, dude, me and Ray played the shit out of that. That's very intriguing. I like the mobile games that are more like that. I don't like the ones that that you play where it's like uh, MMOs and stuff. Oh, I don't really. It's very rare when I play an MMO type game. I only played Nino Kuni because it was like a big name title. Ah, oh, fair enough. I don't. I like uh, turn based fighting uh, mobile games. I like those too. I mean, hell, I played the shit out of Galaxy of Heroes. Another Star Wars game, but it's turn-based. You know, I should mention, as far as mobile games go, I've actually been playing Pokemon Showdown on my phone at night sometimes here lately, because you can play it on their web browser on mobile. What, which one's Showdown? That's the competitive simulator for battling. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know you could play that on your phone. That actually sounds super fun. Yeah, I didn't either. It's pretty rad. Y'all, oh. Haley knows nothing about Pokemon. I'm going to 100% ask her to battle me later. <laughs> I can't wait for her to beat your ass. Gonna... <laughs> I'll give you an update on the next podcast. Yeah, I feel like if we ever have disagreements, we should just take it to Pokemon sh- uh, Showdown. Oh, Is that how we settle disagreements idea. now? I think that's how we should settle them. Considering I was like uh, top 100 for Gen 5 for one of the uh, ladders, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. That's why we're going random Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I love random battles. I'm not too worried. He may have been top 100 in that, but he's top one in being a bitch. That's true. That's true. Takes one to no one. Hey, that hurts. Truth though. I'm just Does truthing. it say uh, PvP tower defense afterward, Grant? It's just called Lego Star Wars Battles. That's that's literally all it's called. I mean, I could download it if I was in a different country. Apparently, now we need a VPN sponsor. Nord VPN. Yeah, Nord VPN. That'll be our next sponsor. I mean, I, it's currently running on my uh, PC, so. But anyway, uh, we. I mean, unless anyone has been doing anything else that they'd like to catch us up on, I mean, other than just playing games, I know we are primarily a gaming podcast, but like, if you want to talk about anything you've been watching or anything like that, feel free. Stranger Things, man. Stranger Things has been going hard. I'm wanting to get watched the newest season. I keep seeing so much stuff about it on TikTok, but I've only watched up until the second season. I'm wanting to grind Jesus. out the third season this week. Well, it was like, whenever it got to the third season, I thought it hit that point like Supernatural did, to where it was like, 
okay, now we're just going to milk it. These kids just keep running into the same thing over and over and over, and it just changes little by little. So it only like, took three seasons for you to fill that with them? Yeah. Season four, I was a little bit afraid that it was going to be like that, because I was like, how, how long can they keep this going? They just they just did a reveal bomb pretty recently in one of the episodes, and I mean, it, it ties back to the entirety of season one, and you're just like, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. I think I saw something about that on TikTok. That's what like made me like, oh, man, I kind of want to watch this. Stay off TikTok. It'll ruin it. Dude, I can't help it. It just randomly popped up and I was like, oh, man, I want to watch this. TikTok is full of spoilers. True. I saw a lot about Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, I've been actually wanting to get into Ozark. Oh, my parents watched that. They said it was really good. That's the uh, Jason Bateman show, right? Yeah, it's so good. I've watched season one and I really liked it, but then I got distracted by other shows and eventually I'll come back to it. I guess with like recent stuff, I've been watching Kenobi and I absolutely fucking love it. But for non-recent things, my wife and I, we like will watch shows together. Like we'll take turns picking a show. Like I made her watch uh, One Tree Hill and we are currently on her pick watching Desperate Housewives and I am loving it. Oh, wow. That's what uh, Haley and I have been doing. But uh, I kind of these last two have been just full like me because like I think it was like last week we watched uh, a Silent Voice anime movie. Nice. Yes. That's a good dude, movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like we were on FaceTime watching it. I cried hard. It was such a good movie. You've and watched then, your name, right? That was the, no, I think the one we watched this week. Silent Voice. Yeah, that was the one I showed her this week. And Jesus Christ, that, the, the movie is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, movie. I will admit, it, it's close. They're both great movies. I just personally like Your Name a little bit more than Silent Voice. Oh, hands down, yeah, Your Name is my favorite, like, anime movie. Hand, no, not even, no shot. I don't think anything's going to be able to beat that movie, to be honest, with how, like, well, how well it was, like, produced. I don't know if it's still happening or not, but since Your Name became so popular, there were rumors that the rights to the movie were going to be purchased, and made in like an american version of it where it's like a uh like a country like farm girl who moves to like new york or something disgusting dear god that sounds terrible because wasn't the dude that like directs the star wars movie i can't think of his name uh supposed to be the director jj abrams was supposed to be the director of it i'm pretty sure uh yeah it was supposed to be jj abrams also I'm proud of you for knowing that he did two Star Wars movies. Yeah, you're not selling me on this. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm pretty sure it got dropped because that was like years ago when that was talked about and it hasn't been talked about since. I look because I looked it up after we yeah. watched the movie last week. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it got dropped. That's good. Thankfully, yeah, I did not want them to ruin that that the name of that movie. I don't know whose turn it is for the hot take this week, but a quick minor hot take. I think J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movies were better than his attempts at making Star Wars movies. I'm right there with you, buddy. It's your hot take this week. Oh, fuck. Uh, Ignore that. Ethan's was last week. I thought you went after him. No, you went after him because you were the second one to give a hot take. And then it's me, then it's Ray, and then it goes back to the top. I am fairly positive it went Ethan, you... And then me. Yeah, because I wasn't there for Brent's console take. or no. uh, Yeah, console gaming take. I was there for yours, Joe. Oh my god, I thought it was Brent. I don't have a hot take. No. <laughs> I thought it was Brent's this week. You got a little bit of time to think of it. <laughs> if not, Brent can fall back. Yeah, uh, while, while he's thinking, uh, we may as well move on to what's going to be the biggest segment of our episode this week. 
the Xbox and Bethesda showcase finished literally just a couple hours before we started recording this. There were a lot of announcements there, boys. Oh, I saw from your list. Yeah, your eight pages worth of notes. Hey, man. <laughs> I, uh, I had my laptop open and I propped my phone uh, like on the front of it. So like while I was watching, I was literally just typing everything that was happening. That's, uh, that's impressive because that was the, it was the, Ethan's not kidding either. It was eight pages. Like if you took a screenshot on the phone. Oh, yeah. Was it 7,140 characters? No, uh, it was 7,011. You were close, though. Not bad. Yeah, I, I typed like uh, a fifth of a novel. <laughs> <laughs> Just on game updates. Yeah, that's almost an over 9,000 joke right there. Almost, yeah. Um, I guess before we get into stuff that was announced there, uh, I did take some notes earlier in the week. Just going to touch on those really fast. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake. I, I was kind of looking forward to that because I never played it. It was very much the inspiration for like the Assassin's Creed games. It unfortunately got delayed again and was delisted by retailers. So who knows how long that delay is going to be. Yeah, I never played either. Uh, this one I, I'm not too big about, but uh, we, we talked about it before. I'm not a big Sonic fan, but Sonic Front uh, Frontiers actually had some gameplay released. And apparently it was so bad that fans were calling for them to delay the game and put more work into it. Oh my god. Dude, there hasn't been a good Sonic game in almost 20 years. I, I mean, I can't imagine uh, that the gameplay looked well for, for fans to be saying that. Um, another Just Cause is being made. I think that'll be like five at this point. Four? Five? Anyone know? Uh, I think five, right? Pretty sure five. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be five. Yeah, I want to say five. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I feel like I probably should have added that in my notes. <laughs> E3 is apparently returning next year with a physical show after fully canceling for a couple years and doing a digital show that was kind of a wash. Woo. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's been gone so long now that it's going to be hard for it to start back up. Everyone's just doing their own showcases at this point. Even the last couple E3s weren't that hot. True. They were pretty mid. Like the last couple physical ones specifically. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. Xbox Game Pass is going to start offering streaming of your uh, games that you own, even if they aren't available in Game Pass, which I think is cool. Something that uh, is needed. So does that work for games that say like for me, I, I bought my games on my Xbox one, you know, several years ago, for example, would I be able to play them on PC now or is it only for yeah. the newest Xbox? No, you'd still be able to do that. You would have to have a Game Pass subscription and it would technically be streaming. So you would need like a decent enough Internet to run the stream. But you could you could do that without having to install the game. That's pretty dope. They are adding an app to smart TVs that'll let you pull up and stream the game and sync a controller to the TV. So like you won't even need your console hooked up to it. Be interesting to see how that goes. That actually sounds pretty. uh, I'm very intrigued on like how stuff like that is going to like work out. Yeah, I'm sure that there's going to be some kinks when it first starts, but once they get it running smoothly, I, th I think that'll be a really good system in place. Oh, yeah, definitely be a lot more like useful for some people. We mentioned Epic Games Store having free games every now and then. Uh, I just wanted to mention this one because it's, it's called Maneater, and you play as a shark, and the more uh, stuff that you eat, you get bigger. And I just thought it sounded really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Got like Slither.io. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Just you play as a shark. 
and you eat people. That's what I've always <laughs> nice. wanted to do. Last of Us remake uh, coming September 2nd for PS5 and PC, as well as a uh, Last of Us TV series. Yeah, so question on that. Uh-huh. Has Last of Us been available on PC up to this point? Because I don't think it has. No, it has not. This is going to be the first time it's available on PC. See, I am so excited because I've always wanted to play Last of Us, both it and Last of Us 2, so I, I think this will be pretty exciting for me. Fair enough. This one is one that I'm pretty excited for. Ray was mentioning it earlier as well. Marvel's Midnight Suns is coming out October 7th. XCOM style, and it's even the same developers for Axis Games. But I guess Ray's dead, and he's not going to comment on it. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to say about it. I, I, I'm curious as to how they're going to do it, what characters they're going to get. Because if it's XCOM style, you always have the uh, the issue of, oh no, I killed one of my people by accident by making a dumb decision. What's going to happen there? Do you just like, oh, I'm going to have Wolverine charge in. Oh, Wolverine's fucking dead now. What now? Well, I mean, the good news with that is Marvel uh, is no stranger to the multiverse. You just get Wolverine from another universe. I, don't know, I think that's pretty rad that you like if your bad decision leads to Wolverine dying, it's like, all right, well, now the X-Men can figure out their shit on their own. You know, they can't just lean on Wolverine to do everything. That's fair. Would I just be down Wolverine, which in fact would be cool mechanic, or is it like, are you going to get new mutants that take the place of Wolverine? Like, let's say I get fucking Deadpool added into the roster because he was a brawler class, and I lost a brawler class. Okay, so just to touch on that real quick, the characters that are currently announced for it are the Hunter, Wolverine, Blade, Ghost Rider, Spider Man, Doctor Strange. Magic, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Caretaker. So Deadpool's not a confirmed character as of right now. Dang. Man, he's my favorite, too. <laughs> Did you say the Hulk in that by chance? Uh, no, he's not confirmed for it either. No. I don't know who all they plan on adding, but the main reason I'm looking forward to it is I just love the XCOM, like, grid-based, uh, like, yeah, grid, turn-based combat. Uh, it's just. It's an art that's lost in most modern games. Would you I believe say, it? Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, Ethan. Rip. Go <laughs> ahead, Ray. I, I truly love that aspect. Like, like Phoenix Point done a, done a fairly good job of it. The creators of the very first XCOM that branched off from Fire Axis, I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I forget. And they've done a really good job with Phoenix Point. It's good. I, I miss those games with the grid, tactical, every decision could or could not screw you at any point. Right. Um, I did just see something else. There's four other characters that are going to be appearing in Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, it's just not confirmed whether or not you can recruit them. And those are Scarlet Witch, Sabretooth, Venom, and the Hulk. Yo, Venom, though. I'm a huge fan of symbiotes in games, so. Yeah, I mean, Venom's cool as shit. He is. Favorites of Carnage. Carnage is probably one of my favorite villains. Wasn't the biggest fan of how he was uh, portrayed in Venom 2, though. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like that movie was like just rushed or something, it felt like. Oh, 100%. It was like they were setting up the story until like halfway through, and then they was like, oh, we don't have enough money for the rest. Just go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a mini hot take here. Uh-huh. I don't think Marvel's released a good movie outside of Spider-Man since Infinity War. 
I mean, I would just throw that out there. That's a massive hot take. I kind of agree with you. What's <laughs> been released since Infinity War? Black Widow, Doctor Strange, yeah, Venom Two. Not even the Spider Man movie. I said besides Spider Man. Yeah, he said outside of Spider Man. Oh, outside. Okay, sorry, I didn't hear that part. Okay, yeah, that's understandable. Uh you know what? I I, I agree with that. That's yeah. that's a pretty good point. Doctor Strange was left me kind of lacking. Venom Two left me just really disappointed because they showed the promise for what Scream, Anti Venom, and Rampage? Is that it? Was it? No, no, I don't remember the other one. Yeah. See, well, I know we got a lot of news, so maybe we should hop off of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, we got distracted. I, I could talk about Marvel for quite some time. Uh, this one, I, I think this one's hilarious. Uh, Goat Simulator 3 is coming out fall 2022. Yeah. To clarify, there was no Goat Simulator 2. <laughs> they are naming the second one Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> I was wondering about that, dude. I was like, I don't even remember Goat Simulator 2. Yeah, no, they, they just named the second one Goat Simulator 3, and I love it. I, I love, love that, that game, like, series and, like, company. That's amazing. You'll appreciate this even more. When the first one came out, the trailer that they released for it was a parody of the Dead Island trailer. Uh, because at the time, the Dead Island trailer had been out for, like, a really long time, and there were no, like, other updates on the game. There's still no updates. Yeah, they did the same thing with this one. They did a parody of the Dead Island 2 trailer. <laughs> That's amazing. So, like, the, literally the game's just like a big fucking meme. I love that. I want to go and watch that now. Yeah, you should You should definitely look it up. It was, a, it was actually a really good trailer. 100% well, because Dead Island's one of my favorite games, but... Two Netflix things got announced that are gaming-related that I, I thought was interesting. A Dragon Age show called Dragon Age Absolution coming in December. Uh, entirely new set of characters, and it's set in the country of Tevinter, which is where the new game is going to be set, so that's interesting. And a new Castlevania show called Castlevania Nocturne. It's currently in production, no release date, but it's going to follow Richter Belmont. Now, it's the same people who made the other Castlevania, right? It is. <laughs> is the Dragon Age game, is that going to... Um... Or, sorry, the Dragon Age show on Netflix. Is that supposed to be live action? or No, it's going to be, like gonna be animated. animated. Oh, okay. On that note, I do have a question. When is the Resident Evil show on Netflix supposed to come out? That's a very good question, Ray. Not the animated one. I'm going to keep talking and drag out my response while I type something in on my phone that is completely unrelated. Block and... July 14th? Fuck, you beat me to it. <laughs> Why'd you ask the question if you're just going to answer it, Ray? I had a loaded question that was already answered. <laughs> Why? You, you Why? fucking set me up, man. I set you up. Yeah. The moment you started dragging it out, I'm like, I can beat him if I type fast. <laughs> you motherfucker. All right. Well, congratulations, Ray. You defeated me. You now have to cover the entire Bethesda and Microsoft showcase that you didn't watch. So go ahead. Oh, well. Let's say they probably announced Redfall, didn't say a goddamn word about Skyrim, or, I'm sorry, Elder Scrolls Six. left everyone wanting, gave more things for Starfield? I'm not looking at anything right now, I'm too lazy to do it. I'm just going off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, that was actually pretty accurate as to what happened. Yeah, no, that's that's about <laughs> what happened, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, but I was... Alright, good job, right? <laughs> he even gave us the dumbed-down version. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the the more in depth version. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go into this. God damn, dude, that was good. Well, I mean, that's what they do every time. It, it's literally the past like what three times Bethesda's came out and said anything. Where's the news about Elder Scrolls Six? Fuck you. Here's Starfield. Right. Elder Scrolls Six now. Fuck you. Redfall. They even made it a point when talking about Starfield to say that it is the most anticipated game in Xbox history in like the past since Skyrim decade or whatever <laughs> is, is the way that they worded it. I, I was like, you know, I think a lot more people are asking questions about Elder Scrolls six. You guys are just denying that that exists. I don't think they want to do it is my honest opinion. They don't want to do it. From what I heard about Starfield, they probably haven't had anyone working on Elder Scrolls 6. They've had to devote everyone to this, and they're just trying to distract. Nah, they're waiting for the newer-gen consoles to come out so they can re-release Skyrim on them, too. <laughs> probably. I did make a special note. Uh, I don't know if you all read it or not, but I was like, surprisingly, Todd Howard did not mention Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> they, he, he has to not say it, because if someone says Skyrim, you're going to hear in the crowd, Elder Scrolls 6, bitch. Right. <laughs> but no, ju jumping into this, all, all of the previous news updates were unrelated. These are all from the showcase now. The showcase opened up with Redfall. Got to see some gameplay of it, and I thought it looked really fucking cool. It looked like Left 4 Dead meets Borderlands, but with, like, vampires. I'm sold. Yeah, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Borderlands in terms of like the open world, getting different tiers of like weapons and stuff, Left for Dead because you got like uh, four characters uh, trying to fight hordes of vampires. But something cool too was there's apparently like factions in it. There's a group of cultists who like want to be turned into vampires and they like worship them and try to get them to like convert them. Uh, so you're you're not only fighting vampires, you're fighting like crazy human beings as well. Nowadays it isn't common anyway, so that's understandable it is uh coming out 2023 there wasn't a solid release date on it uh but it's coming to xbox consoles and pc as well as available day one on game pass the most of these are going to be like that uh it is an xbox console exclusive which xbox had some big wins in this I i'll go over it more as we talk about them as far as like what they're getting as exclusives it's what happens when you buy it. <laughs> right, or what used to be PlayStation exclusives now coming to Xbox as well. But before we get into that, the next one, I don't have much to say about it. Ethan played the original, so he might want to talk about it. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming to Xbox consoles and PC, as well as available day one on Game Pass. Yeah, the only thing I'll mention is that you have committed a cardinal sin by not playing Hollow Knight since... Castlevania Symphony in the Night is one of your favorite games, and Hollow Knight is just better than almost any hey, other. Watch yourself, Metroid. It's it's just probably one of the best Metroidvanias ever. Oh, okay, better than more recent ones, not Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, I mean, it's oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty Oof. good, and and you know, I'm a big Castlevania Symphony in the Night fan. Take that as you will. All right, that's, I mean, that's high praise because I do know that you like that game, so I might have to look into it. Actually, I, I'll take that might away. I will definitely look into playing it before Silk Song comes out because I thought that the gameplay uh, trailer looked really fun. Moving on from that, though, to the next one. This is a console launch exclusive, so eventually it will be coming to PlayStation, but it's uh, coming out October 2022 for Xbox and PC. 
as well as available day one on Game Pass. It's called High on Life. It is a sci-fi shooter from the creators of Rick and Morty, where each weapon has like a face on it that can talk. And the main weapon that the guy was using was voiced by the guy that voices Morty. Oh, geez, Rick. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, there was a knife who, like, as soon as he pulled it out, he was like, I just want to stab. I want to stab everything. Stab some more. I love that. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of uh, guns and weapons talking about back to you in games. I think it adds more to it. Oh, it, it looks so fucking silly. Like, I mean, as you can imagine yeah. from the Rick and Morty people. That is a trope I hope never dies. Right. This next one, though. <laughs> This one is the one that Ethan wanted to talk about a little I'm bit. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, Riot Games is actually coming to Game Pass, and there's going to be a lot of unlocks that you get if you have Game Pass in their games. Uh, I'm going to go through what all you get first and then let Ethan talk about it a little from there because he's the expert. This is all on PC, just to be clear. Uh, PC or mobile because Game Pass is now spreading to mobile games as well. In League of Legends, you unlock all champions. In League Wild Rift, you unlock all champions. In Legends of Runeterra, you get a Foundations set. And in Teamfight Tactics, you unlock select little legends. In Valorant, uh, you unlock all legends. <laughs> Valorant. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, so I'll talk about this a little bit since I'm the, the resident Riot Games expert or at least the League of Legends experts, since I was totally addicted to that all through college, and I still follow the esports for it. I'll talk a little bit about this deal that you get by having Xbox Game Pass. So to put it in perspective of unlocking all the champions kind of right out, I played for, I don't know, four or five years, grinding away to unlock all the champions. I never got all the champions unlocked, even after all of that time. That sounds like a crazy deal then. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it, it's not like Smite. You can't pay like a little $30 unlock all the champions sort of thing. No, you have to unlock all of the champions specifically individually by either money or with in-game earnings. And it might take you over a week to get enough earnings of playing pretty consistent. So yeah, it, that's that's a great deal for anybody looking to get in the league, getting all the champions unlocked. And then I can talk to Valorant a little bit just because... I can say that Valorant's a pretty fun game if you enjoy shooters that are like Counter-Strike, because basically Counter Valorant is Counter-Strike, only with various characters you can play. And being able to play all those is uh, pretty sweet. That is actually really amazing for Valorant, because I mean, that's the only one I've played out of the list. And to un have all Legends unlocked for Valorant, that's amazing. Because it takes a while to unlock one. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like League, because it's Riot Games. They just they don't want you to have their characters. Yeah, for real. Guess I'm gonna have to make sure I get it then whenever that comes out. Yeah, it's it's a great deal if you want to play League of Legends. I will warn you, don't have anything else going on in your life. See, this is the problem. I have Game Pass already, and I was like, oh shit, all legends. Do I want to play League of Legends now? Hey, side note, why why don't they call their champions legends? It's called League of Legends. Why why aren't they legends? They're champions. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a that really good no point. Because <laughs> they're champions trying to become legends. Oh, wow, that's a good explanation. Damn, Joe, you just shut me down. That was good. Hey. <laughs> I try sometimes. I use my brain sometimes. Very little, though. Sometimes. Okay, I guess moving on from that, because, uh, you know, League's League. We've still got a long way to go. Yeah. From Focus Entertainment and Solo Studios, A Plague Tale Requiem is coming in 2022 to Xbox consoles as an exclusive and PC, as well as available day one if you own Game Pass. The trailer for this one looked 
fucking beautiful. Like, I, it made me want to go back and play the original uh, to get ready for this. It's kind of like a stealth-based action game from what I picked up on the trailer. Obviously with some, like, supernatural abilities because, uh, I don't know, there was, like, some weird magical stuff going on that the characters were using. But it just seemed like it had a really good narrative as well, which is what really drives me personally to play games. Story, lol. Moving on from that to a game where story doesn't matter at all because you're racing cars. Forza Motorsport is coming out spring 2023, available day one with Game Pass as well. In the trailer, Jay-Z was like rapping while there was a racing scene. And I was like, damn, I want to race cars now. That, that was very a very good matchup that I did not expect. Effective marketing. I know, right? What I will say about it is they captured everything that they showed off with in-game footage set in 4K on the Series X. And it looked absolutely phenomenal. They have fully dynamic like time of day that changes like the longer your race goes on based on like when you uh, decide to start the race. Uh, they have real-time ray tracing, 48 times improvement on physics, night races available on any map where the track lights turn on. And all of that actually has an effect on the track itself because like obviously the different time of the day, the weather is going to change. If it's raining, uh, the track will be a little bit more slick. Everything is going to affect like your tires grip and your car's performance. And just the fact that it's that in-depth is like crazy to me. Only thing I miss is Forza Motorsports 3 customizing a 69 Dodge Charger and just doing nothing but quarter mile drags in that fucking car. Favorite memory. This is going to be the most in-depth car customization that they've had in any Forza game yet. Hopefully they they uh, have it set up to where it's still user-friendly car customization. I'm sure that it will be. Uh, I mean, they've only had, what, 15 years to get this down? Just give us the easy option for us idiots. Uh, speaking of anniversaries, it's the 40th anniversary of Microsoft's oldest franchise, uh, Flight Simulator. And in an update, as like an appreciation of it lasting so long to the fans, they're adding gliders and helicopters, as well as available today, uh, a Halo add-on where you can fly the Pelican. I'm honestly surprised they didn't add that sooner, to be honest. What's next, a Banshee? Maybe. <laughs> honestly, I, I think like helicopters that. is a pretty big deal. I think that's getting kind of slept on. It's pretty massive for people who are interested in helicopters. Oh, definitely. I mean, Flight Simulator is like super in-depth. Like just the fact that you have to actually toggle all the buttons and shit if you want to play on like the realistic settings. That is amazing because I would like the, that they're adding helicopters because I imagine that probably helps a lot of like up-and-coming helicopter like pilots and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so October 4th, coming free-to-play is Overwatch 2. It's apparently adding a new hero who is like a female that's somehow correlated with Junkrat, according to like uh, the trailer that they had for her. Honestly, I forgot Junkrat was in Overwatch. I, I was thinking Junkrat was an Apex character because he puts off that kind of vibe. Oh, shit, he does. I know we touched on it briefly before, but I, I'm not too excited for Overwatch. I guess, obviously, since it's free to play, I'll, I'll check it out. I kind of don't even want to play it just because of the company. I don't even want to, like, give Blizzard anything. Yeah, I have, this is not for me, but I'm sure a lot of people out there are interested. So True, yeah. 
Bethesda came out and just had like a slew of information that they threw out. So I'm just going to burn through that real quick. Redfall is going to be open world and offer deep customization is the way that they worded it in terms of like character and skill trees and stuff like that. Fallout turns 25 this year. To celebrate that, they are doing an expansion to Fallout 76 that is going back to The Pit, which was a DLC from Fallout 3. That's going to be in September, and you're going to be going up against a cult that worships radiation. Moving on from from that real quick, uh, because we will touch back on some Bethesda stuff at the end. As a console launch exclusive, they showed some stuff for Arc 2. It's coming in 2023. Also one of the ones that's going to be available day one with Game Pass. Only thing I'll say on it is it was using Unreal Engine 5 and it looked really dope. I don't know. uh, Seeing the upgrades to that engine was really nice. I've seen some stuff about the new Unreal Engine and it seems crazy. Not to get too sidetracked, just going to say one thing. I saw someone took a scene from Skyrim and redid it in Unreal Engine 5 and it, it looked like a completely different game. Yeah, I've seen some like clips of like other games and stuff being in the uh, Unreal Engine Five, and it's crazy. Yeah, I'm really excited to get that technology like in my hands, playing it in a game. Oh yeah, for sure. This one looked really interesting to me, just because I was not expecting it. Uh, Minecraft Legends. It is a top-down action strategy coming in 2023. So like almost the same thing as like Minecraft Dungeons. Sort of. It's the same company. Not company. I mean, obviously, it's the same company, but it's the same team that worked on Dungeons that's doing this one. But it looked more like, uh, I don't know, I feel like Dungeons was kind of linear in the little bit that I played it. This looks like it's more open in terms of like how normal Minecraft is, like you can just go wherever you want. But the strategy part of it is you have to actually like build up bases because you can get raided by like pigmen from the nether, like just portals will randomly spawn and you get raided. Oh, okay, that's cool. Okay, I like that concept. The last case of Benedict Fox is coming uh, to Xbox and PC, as well as available day one on Game Pass in spring of 2023. Uh, This one looks like it's right up Ethan's alley. It is a 2D platformer that is very horror-esque, where it it looks like essentially you're playing a 2D version of Amnesia, and you're like uncovering this dude's dead father's mysterious past. Ooh, I'm all about 2D horror games. That, that 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 does sound like me. This one I thought was kind of interesting. It's called As Dusk Falls. It's written like a TV show. Um, it's going to play out kind of like Detroit Become Human or Until Dawn, where, you know, the choices you make determine how it plays out. But its art style is kind of like uh, like a motion graphic, like you're watching uh, like a comic book unfold. Oh, that's cool. I like the style of that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so it's uh, apparently very family-centric and dramatic. They said it's supposed to be like an emotional experience uh, for anyone that plays, and you can play with up to eight players. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that could be kind of fun for us to go through. It's coming July 19th, so not too long to wait for that one. Uh, This one is from Obsidian. I guess overall, I, I was kind of disappointed with Obsidian's presence at this showcase they really only had two things uh it was this game called pentiment which is like a narrative adventure set up like an old school rpg which i mean i I like that style i think more games need to be done like that but i feel like might just be my personal opinion here i feel like a, a studio like obsidian is wasting their talents with something like that 
when you say old school RPG, like what do you mean? Old school RPG, like um, like Baldur's Gate isometric. No, like like Secret of Monkey Island, like oh, like a, like a point and click. Honestly, though, honestly, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. Oh yeah, I I love that style. I just I don't know. I I, I really feel like Obsidian has kind of made their way into like a triple a studio status at this point which i guess it's good to see them still doing stuff that they are passionate about yeah i'm kind of on the full support i kind of like uh that they're doing something like that just pretty exciting to me uh that is november 22nd yeah like i said all of these available on xbox and pc day one game pass Uh, i'm gonna quit saying that just assume that that's the case from now on obsidian also announced that Grounded is coming out of game preview. The full game is going to be available in September and finally give people access to the full story that was previously not available. Sea of Thieves is having its season seven come out uh, July 21st. I absolutely loved the trailer. The trailer was characters singing in a tavern about what's coming in season seven. So you're going to be able to save ship loadouts, customize your cabin, name your own ship, new cash in points, uh, pretty much just a complete overhaul, apparently trying to be a lot more welcoming to new players as well. I 100% think we should give that game a try. See if I, I used to play Sea of Thieves a lot before, and it's so much fun. Especially the PvP. It's PvP for that game is so much fun. I'm down too. I love watching the, like, the TikTok highlights for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be down to give it a shot 100%. I, I never played it. Moving on from that, though, this one is kind of interesting. It's called Cocoon. It's coming in 2023. It is from the lead designer of Inside and Limbo, but instead of being a 2D kind of like side-scroller game or a 2.5D, I guess, it is a top-down perspective that looks a lot more like fast-paced in comparison. Yeah, I just hope that they uh, have another achievement in there to try to get through so far with only so many deaths just so i can watch you squirm dude that was rough i i did the limbo one where you had to go through it without dying five times and i thought i was gonna have an aneurysm that sounds rough (laughs) five times yeah the, the problem with limbo specifically was it was a tremendous game but the controls were a little clunky in terms of like you could have the entire game memorized but if you forget to pull back on the stick at like just the right second, you die. That's crazy. You did it, you madman. You uh, did it. It was it was rough. I did it on the 360. I didn't even attempt it whenever it came out on Xbox One. <laughs> but uh, moving on from that, uh, a game called Woling Fallen Dynasty. It looks like an action samurai game. It's coming in early 2023. I, I think it looks kind of cool. I would imagine that Joe's probably really going to like it. It's it's very very samurai, but also kind of into like the fantasy side of things. Like there was a fucking dragon in the uh, trailer. Yo, that sounds sick. Yeah. Is Joe our resident weeb? Oh, 100%. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I probably am. Nice. Congrats, Joe. You've surpassed me. I appreciate it. Another thing is Hideo Kojima is partnering with Xbox to work on... uh, It was not announced as to what it was. It's just something that he said he's been wanting to work on for a very long time. It's a project that's very close to his heart. And he is teaming up with Xbox Game Studios to make it happen. So that's uh, that's a big W for Xbox right there. He was always doing stuff with PlayStation, right? He was, yeah. And so I thought, okay, yeah. Most Japanese studios are very into PlayStation because, yeah. you know, obviously Sony. Yeah, you, you would think that. But this next announcement is 
considering all of these deals that they've been making with these Japanese studios, Atlas in particular is bringing Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royale to Xbox and PC via Game Pass. Oh, thank God. I've heard, I've heard Persona's a banging game. I've heard it's pretty good. I played Persona 4 when it finally came to PC, and it was it was tight. I mean, I played like the opening to Persona 5 on PS4, and I thought it was really fun, but I just... I don't know. Uh, I have a thing with PlayStation where I get on play for like 10 minutes and then I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to go back to Xbox. It's the achievements. It's the achievements. That's 100% what it is for me. I have a sickening addiction to it. Uh, So yeah, all that's left now are two things. Uh, Both of these are really big, so we'll try to make it as quick as possible. I think this is just going to be a long episode. Yeah, I think that our news episodes are just probably going to run long and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, especially after uh, big events. But yeah, this one is uh, this was Diablo four. The trailer that they used for it was introducing the Necromancer class. It is the final edition. So now the total list for classes in Diablo four are Necromancer, Barbarian, Sorceress, Rogue and Druid. You're going up against the Demon Lilith. The gameplay that they used was from the Series X. It looked crisp and the words that they used to describe it, they being the developers who like talked over the trailer, is that it's gory, unnerving, and creepy, uh, with immense amounts of player choice, a completely open world, meaning you can go through the game in any order that you want, whereas like Diablo 3, you had like Act 1, Act 2, and so on. Robust character customization, which is new to Diablo. You have a horse mount, since it's open world. Almost 150 dungeons in the game. There are strongholds, which are essentially an enemy territory that once you clear it out, turns into either like a new town for you to visit or a new dungeon or just just something else. Like you clear it out, cleanse it, and it becomes a new hub for something. It's a fully shared world, meaning if like you hop in and play co-op, which, by the way, is available for crossplay no matter what you're playing on, you can share progress. It's not like you know, you hop in and it's like, oh, we have to go through again with me. So that that's kind of neat. There's fully PvP enabled zones. Ooh. You can get marked as a champion if you start killing everyone. And if you're marked as a champion on the map, players are alerted to it and they can try to take you down. And if they take you down, then they get like hella good loot. Oh, no. that's giving off division vibes. And I love yeah. that. That's what I was going to already say. It's apparently supposed to have like a shitload of endgame content as well, like new dungeons, uh, paragon boards for like character uh, skills and abilities and items. They say that they're supposed to provide support for that game for years to come, and it's coming in 2023. Yo, boys, just off firsthand, which class would you go? Sorceress. All right, Sorceress is out. What about you two? Sorceress. Hey. <laughs> You can if you want. I'll do Druid. I, my backup would be Druid. Say druid. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll just go Druid. Druidical boy. Dude, Necromancer's the only class. I'm throwing that out there. Alright, now uh, I kind of want to shoot for Rogue, to be honest. That's what I was looking at. It was Rogue. I feel like Rogue would very much fit your uh, glass cannon play style. All hands down. <laughs> Enough health to just one-shot someone and then maybe get out. Maybe not. It's according. You never make it out. 
I didn't really care for Diablo three necessarily, but I'm I'm kind of excited for Diablo four, even just for the vibes that it's giving off and the quality of life improvements that they're throwing in. I think that's uh, pretty sweet. Oh yeah, uh, definitely check out the gameplay trailer uh, whenever you guys get the chance. Uh, it, it looked super good. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, their like release trailer was amazing for uh for the Necromancer trailer. Like they they showed that first and then the gameplay. It was like the same. Uh, quality of like animation as the initial trailer Ooh, okay yeah i'll definitely check out both those trailers then so yeah i mean i, I feel like most of that was me going through that list but it, is there anything else you all want to say about that before we move on to the big thing of that event no nah, i'm good so all i got uh, yep all right so the biggest thing from that event was obviously starfield ray you kind of touched on it earlier and i made the joke that todd howard showed up and didn't talk about skyrim so yeah, that was that was when he was talking about this. Uh, everyone bear with me with this because I got a shitload of notes about it and something to say at the very end that's going to upset Joe. That's about right. <laughs> so, yeah, it plays like a classic uh, Bethesda role playing game. Be who you want. Go where you want. Gameplay that they showed was from early on. You landed on a moon called Crete. The game is set in uh, twenty three thirty. Whenever you first land, you are kind of just like a space miner kind of dude. Like you're just going around collecting iron and stuff like that. But then the first facility that you come across is taken over by uh, a faction called Pirates of the Crimson Fleet. And that kind of introduces you into like the rest of, you know, this game's narrative. Um, You kind of take out those guys and then you are invited to join a group called the Constellation. And they are like the... We'll see the way that they described it. It's the last group of space explorers. Like essentially it's Starfleet. If you're looking in terms of like Star Trek. And I guess the objective of the game is you're searching for like these special artifacts that are supposed to help unlock the mysteries of the galaxy and maybe provide answers for like where humanity's place is moving forward. It looks like it's going to be a really cool uh, story. Touching on some of the gameplay aspects there's going to be competing factions in the game. It looks like you can join up with pretty much any of them. Even the pirates of the Clip, uh, Crimson Fleet that you initially fight, uh, you can even join up with them at some point, it seems, if you want to play like a bad character. Character creation is supposed to be the most flexible yet. Uh, you pick a background where you start with three different skills. You can give yourself optional traits that give unique advantages and disadvantages. And the skill system is kind of like a combination of all of their previous games. Uh, You can unlock skills as you level up and equip them. And then you rank them by using them. Okay, yeah, so this is kind of cool. You can research different weapons and mods at crafting stations to completely change, like, your arsenal. You can build outposts and hire characters in the game to, like, work in them and keep them running. That way you have, like, an income of resources. You can build and fully customize your own spaceships. And it's going to change not only how it looks, but how it performs, because flying your ship and space battles are a thing. This is the kind of overwhelming part. You can pick any planet you want in each system. There's over 100 systems and over 1,000 planets. You can land anywhere you want on the planet and explore. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds so cool. It's a giant fucking game. That's too much, dude. That it, it honestly seems like it's a game that they want to support for like definitely years to come, just in terms of size. Like 
the the only downside is this is the part that's going to upset Joe. Um, it is single player. Why? Why? What? What's the <laughs> point in that? Why make all that con? What? Yeah, yeah, that, that I knew that would make upset you. Sense. I don't understand if that was like online. Well, it's like I, I completely was like I loved all that aspect and everything. If it would have like had co-op or pvp or like anything like that to like where you would like other people would have like their choices but it's like what's the point in adding all of that for it to be single player it doesn't make sense it's too much content man that's sad that's so sad see my opinion i think maybe we should have instead of a thousand planets maybe had 500 planets and elder scrolls six but (laughs) that's just me see i mean that sounds better yeah, it's insane to me that there's over a thousand and you can land anywhere you want on them. Now, I would imagine with the vast number, like the majority of those planets have to be empty, right? Oh, I got a big boy job now. I I, can't, I ain't got time for that. There's no way that it's going to be like you just you pick a random spot and it's like, oh, there's stuff to do. That's yeah, there's no way that like each and every one of those planets have like all kinds of stuff to do on them. And that's. Uh, unnecessary especially for single player it it is coming in 2023 fully single player unless you know something changes maybe if enough people like joe voice their opinion they'll add some co-op or something it just doesn't make sense for one player to have all that access and then 999 other planets go to waste that's like just hopping into fucking eve online but it's single player well let's look at their track of uh when they wanted to add co-op slash pvp Fallout 76. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, it might be for the best, actually. Because that's exactly what they would do. They set aside a small team for Fallout 76 to like oh, work yeah. on it, and then that's why it done so bad. Brimstone might hear like a huge team all working on this, and then they only it's only single player. Like, come on, that's that's very nearsighted view of that game. I, I was mean... like, when you said that, I was thinking of like maybe an economy, kind of like how like Eva set to where like. Not like a full like thousand player server or anything like that. Just have like I don't know like fifty player server. Like at least that like gives more stuff to where it's like oh you fly to this planet that shows that like someone's there and you go there and you see that they've built this whole like kingdom or something there like done something on it to where like they change the plans like yo this is kind of cool or like you can just go and make your own. It just doesn't make sense to have all that content for it to be just wasted on single player. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely get where you're coming from, but my personal opinion, I'm glad that there's still really solid single player games coming out because I don't know. I feel like it's a dying genre, sadly. Uh, I don't want it to be, but it definitely is because companies just want to make as much money as they can. And obviously you're going to do better in the multiplayer category, especially if it's like a live service game. So I'm on the fence. It don't need to be like multiplayer though like just make some stuff co-op like people want to play games together and if they don't then there's a single player then you can play a single player but i'm just i don't see why there's a reason to not make it co-op like why like, but we, especially that one like why not make games co-op nowadays it's like if if you have another friend that likes it and then like so it's like well here you guys can play together like oh sweet that's perfect instead of just single player only like if you don't have friends to play with or if you don't want to play with your friends on it then it's it's going to be single player to you to mat, like no matter what. So why not make it co-op? I guess that's fair. Maybe they should have done 500 planets and made it co-op. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it's just something. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that is that is a good point. You also reminded me. Um, speaking of co-op and me talking about dying genres, 
Diablo 4 is going to have split screen co-op capabilities. So that's cool. I mean, that's not really useful to us now, but like, I just appreciate that it's, you know, still available out there. Exactly. I don't know why companies have taken that away. Like, I understand that people don't use them, so it might be a waste, but there's still people that might use them out there, so there's no reason to take something away. Um, Before we go to Joe's hot take, the last thing that I will say, something that I really appreciated and thought was cool about this showcase, every single game that was shown is available within the next 12 months. Pog. I mean, yeah, that's that's actually pretty sweet. That is. What's going to happen 12 months from now, they'll be like, and we're going to push that back. <laughs> delay, delay, delay. As of now, everything's available within 12 months. Give it the cyberpunk treatment. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I guess we're ready for Joe's hot take. Joe, before you do that, uh, I am going to piss really quick. All right. Yo, I got a banger hot take. <sighs> I'm waiting. I can tell you right now, I don't think a single one of you is going to be on my side after this hot take. Yeah, I can literally hear him. I piss. can, yeah. God. Well, this all probably is going to get cut. Future Brent, you're a bitch. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Are you okay? We heard your soul come God, out of yeah. you. What? You'll hear, you'll hear everything we said in, uh, whenever you edit this. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, the bud heavies were catching up. I had to pee. No, you're good. We're most definitely going to have to probably cut all that. <laughs> the butt heavies are yeah i mean i just pissed them out i had to get more jesus yeah i don't think any of you are gonna be on my side for this hot take that's how hot of a take i feel like it is all right so before i even start this i'm gonna need you guys to not cut me off here because i feel like someone's gonna want to cut me off with what i say that hot huh oh yeah um now, I am a huge, avid fan of diversity in games, and um, I just love like whenever games add just so much that like you can just make your character look so much different than someone else, or just gives you the opportunity to get weapons that someone else might not have. Saying that, to be honest, I don't think Call of Duty Advanced Warfare's supply crate system was that bad. I actually enjoyed it, looking back on it, and I kind of wish that uh, there would be more supply crate systems in games. Joe, you're a gambling addict. I mean, I just, I just, I feel like it's more fun that way because it's like, I remember getting <laughs> a legendary weapon on there that none of my friends had. No, no, I hadn't seen a lot of other people had. And I just thought it was so much more fun. Like, I was like, oh, I have a gun that not, like none of my friends are using. Or it's like, because it's like, you, whenever you play COD nowadays, a lot of people have the same class set up, maybe not the same attachments and stuff, but somewhat to the close, like, same gun. But I feel like it was like whenever they added tiers of weapons, it was like, ooh, I got this one that uh, shoots slower, but the range on it's further. Or this one that shoots faster, but the range on it's shorter. And stuff like, I don't know. I found that super enjoyable. Maybe, maybe if they'd done it like Apex, how Apex-like packs are, I feel like that'd be interesting at least. Or like if you wanted... A certain set of like stuff is in those, and then a certain set of stuff is like you can just pay for outright if you wanted it, like how the COD store is right now. But I feel like supply drops were fun. They were fun to open. They like whenever you're whenever you were opening with your friends or your friends were open, it was like, all right, guys, I'm opening one, and you got something like crazy, you're like oh, and like you, everyone's like, what'd you get? What'd you get? It was like it was just a fun. I don't know. I feel like it brings a lot of fun because then it's like you could do stuff with it to where it's like you all could like save up your like supply uh, crates and like 
you pull for weapons and stuff, and whatever weapon you get, you have to use for the next couple matches. It just, I don't know, it added a lot more, like, fun to the game, and, like, stuff that you could do, rather than, like, spend, I mean, I understand spending your money and buying directly what you want, but I feel like the supply system's fun. I enjoy it. You are very wrong. You're just lucky <laughs> I could not find booing on my soundboard. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and counter one thing that you said. Okay. The ability to have different guns hasn't like the different same gun but different build is was implemented in Call of Duty Modern Warfare so well of I build an M4 and I always ran it with no stock, the four five oh SOCOM, the short barrel no sight, the speed grip, like, I basically had it for close quarters combat, 10 rounds, I'm killing someone in there. You always ran an M4 with the 5.56, 60-round mag, and kitted up to do, like, medium to longer range. That aspect was always in COD to be able to be done. The aspect that you wanted from Advanced Warfare was, I will not forget that orange AK, I forget the name of it, it was literally, it became a pay-to-win game at that point due to the sole fact of it had six attachments, it had one more attachment because it was a legendary than you were supposed to be able to have, and it had different stats that did not add up to a normal AK. Uh, so, I wasn't even thinking of the AK. I was thinking of the fucking uh, the BAL 27, Ball, ball 27, whatever. Uh, the fucking Obsidian Steed was the name of the epic variant. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. It literally had like plus damage, plus accuracy, like plus everything good. The only thing that took away from it was uh, I think like reload or something like that. Yeah, it had a slow reload due to a big mag. Yeah, but it, it was like the most broken fucking gun. Yeah, that's well, that's not an enjoyable experience knowing some fat kid out there is going to be able to God drop. Damn. But you what know what I mean? The whales, <laughs> the whales of the game. <laughs> I don't understand. You know exactly what I mean, Joe. The whales of the gotcha system. Oh, I got to get this obsidian steed to be good. Here is four thousand U.S. dollars. I didn't get it. Four thousand U.S. dollars again. Didn't get it. Four thousand U.S. dollars. I got it, and now I'm gonna be god for a week. I mean, but see, I feel like nowadays companies are a lot better and quicker at getting out uh, patches and balance uh, fixes. Like, especially if something's broken. Like, if something's like actually broken, they'll fix it that night if it's that bad. But it wasn't. So, it wasn't broken. It was designed to literally be one of the best guns in yeah. the game, to force but, you to buy supply crates, to force you to get the gun, just to be able to compete with people running the gun, because it was such a variation of it. That was the implemented idea of it. I was gonna say, like, I understand that it's not a practical idea, and like, it couldn't be like. I don't know. It's like maybe some stuff could be fixed where if like, but I feel like that would hurt them in the long run if they try to like make everything more balanced. If you got it through a supply drop system like that, like maybe if they tried to make it like balanced, where you're already paying for a sixty dollar game, and if they try to just balance everything to where it's somewhat the same, then maybe. 
But if they're not doing that and they're actually making something planned to be broken, and you have to spend money to like have a chance of getting it, then I don't like that aspect. That's exactly what Advanced Warfare done. But if you like that aspect, why don't you just... The best thing that would be for you would be a game mode to where you ran the blueprints that the game makes and you get a choice of the ones that you own that you've earned through season rewards or that you've bought due to skins. Because a lot of people will always buy a skin. Yeah, but see, but that's what I'm saying. That takes the fun out of it for me. Because then if I see something that like a stupid amount of people have bought and it's broken, then I'm not going to want to buy that. Because it takes the fun out for me. I think the point that Ray made is why we're never going to see that come back. The way that you can customize weapons now with like different attachments and uh, taking like stocks off, things like that. I think that gives enough uh, customization and uniqueness to every person. Like, like he said, you could use the exact same weapon, but it performed completely different based on the attachments. I don't think we'll see weapon variants come back. I think they're just going to stick with the modifications that you have now. And in terms of diversity, like you were saying you liked, I think that's where they just need to get better at putting out like skins and stuff like that. Well, see, that's what like I wasn't saying. I wasn't meaning specifically like weapon variants and like tiered weapons. I'd be fine if they added those weapon skins to supply drops. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. That's okay. Yeah, I don't like anything that changes stats. No, no, cosmetics. We're good. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It was like now the weapons were cool, but it was like like you guys were saying. Like I understand that to where it's like where they specifically were making stuff stronger so then people would spend more to get it. Like that's understandable. Like that I, I didn't like I don't like that aspect of it. I just meant like that diverse part of it to where add skins like how Apex does at a rarity to where you can open them or like something like that. I'd be completely fine with. I just I feel like it it just adds more to it when you get to open stuff. It's literally a gambling addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I, literally that. <laughs> that just I, it's only fun if you have a gambling addiction Joe it's not fun <laughs> otherwise like I, I do the blueprint system the blueprint system in modern warfare it gave you specialized skins I had to work to get to the like when it first came out if you got to the max level before the uh, extended level cap hit you got a orange blueprint that gave you skulls on like the RP, like it was an R, uh, LMG, I forget the which one, but it was like the Russian one. And it put skulls on the stock. It changed the 150 round magazine to have like a uh, like skulls and like death all around the like big box mag. But if you used a different one, it took away the customization. Also, since <laughs> I gotta say it, since a bunch of kids play Call of Duty, um. Zero Talent Gaming does not support underage gambling. No, no, we, no, we do not. Of course, yeah, of course not. Listen, I just like diversity, and it was just, I don't know. I see, like, a lot of people on, like, I understand, like, if I didn't have the same build as you, Ray, it's just, I've seen that just a lot of people on COD just use the exact same, like, build for stuff, and, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably get it, I'd probably eventually get a t- get tired of, like, a weapon, like, variants and, and, like, stuff like that, most definitely. But it was just like, I don't know, I like I like Apex system to where it's like, if you want to get extra cosmetics and stuff, then sure, here, you could buy some Apex packs. But if not, here's a bunch of packs that you can get while grinding. I like that. I'm not necessarily going to go against you. I think buying skins is okay. But can we please go back to the day where you could get fucking customization items and skins or just anything 
from in-game, not like literal achievements like Xbox, but like in-game achievements uh, in terms of like, oh, you killed so many people with this gun, here's a special skin, or like... Didn't Modern Warfare have that with its uh, camos still? Maybe. It's been altered so much from like COD 4, Modern Warfare 2, and Modern Warfare 3 had like the last really good system for it. I think it's still in place in Call of Duty, but no one really uses those anymore in place of just the skins that you can buy. Well, yeah, everybody uses the fancy-ass shit, but it's still technically there. I mean, also, like, just in terms of, like, Halo, uh, back in Halo 3, uh, you could get, like, the Hayabusa helmet for beating the game on Legendary, and then if you got every achievement in the game, you got the katana uh, to put on your back. Like, shit like that is cool. And that really makes you stand out in a in a another way, like Joe said, because you see someone with it and it's like, oh, they did that thing. Oh, yeah, I like that. Anything to add more diversity, I'm down for. I don't know how everybody else falls, but I'm sorry, Joe. I just don't think I can take your side on this one. No, no. I, like I said, I don't think any, I didn't think any of you guys would. I would like more diversity to be in games rather than like, I don't know. Because it's like nowadays to where if you want something that's like in the Call of Duty store, you have to spend money on it. It's it's very hard to just earn it in game. I like Apex, a system of like, here, every time you level up, unless it's like a limited like time like event or something like that, then that's understandable. But like, it's like here, you do all this, you can earn enough, a- you can get these Apex facts. And if you want to spend money, you can to try to get something that you're chasing or get the materials to craft it instead. Yeah, but I mean, that's all cosmetics. Exactly. That's like that's what I'm saying because it's like you don't see someone you don't see someone on Apex that like every single person has the same Bloodhound skin or Octane skin or stuff like that. So there's a, I feel like there's a lot of diversity through that game. I, I will say that I support cosmetics. I do not support your initial take of uh, the packs in Advanced Warfare because those changed stats and I hate that. No, nah, I mean yeah, that's understandable. I came around to it whenever, especially Ray had brought up the one because I wasn't thinking about that whenever I was like talking about it with the. Um, your apex, what? Your apex reference was the best, better way to describe it. Of yeah, yeah, you open packs, you get stuff that's cosmetic. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Joe's take was so hot that we turned him around on it. <laughs> I mean, sort, I mean, definitely the weapon variance one because, like, I can understand that because I didn't even think about how like companies would like make them harder to get, but then if someone got it to make you spend money, didn't even think about that aspect, but. Uh, yeah, I understand that part. <laughs> Dude, the developers of Call of Duty have, like, openly admitted, well, people who used to develop it but then left, have admitted that the matchmaking system in it is so fucking busted to where, like, say you spend $5 to buy a skin, your next few matches, it's gonna match you up with people who, like, haven't really played the game a lot, so you do better, and it makes you think, like, oh, I just bought this fucking skin, I'm doing really good. And then it starts putting you in harder matches and it's supposed to like subconsciously make you be like, oh, maybe I need to buy another skin. So you're saying I'm bad because I don't spend money on the game. I haven't. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The more money you spend, you get put into easier lobbies, essentially. Jesus. That was quite the hot take, I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. That was a gambling Uh, hot take. (laughs) Yeah, it turned into gambling real quick. (laughs) Insert gambling addicts number here. (laughs) What's that sign that I see on the highway all the time? Like 1-800-GAMBLER or something like that? Yeah. Insert that that right now. Yeah. I will say Joe's gambling addiction is definitely loot crate oriented, whereas I think mine is like blackjack, so... Yeah, Joe's has got you, games. Yeah. The death of me. I've been actually doing a lot better 
there for a while though so <laughs> i'm proud of you we're happy for you joe we 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 really were praying for you there yeah we were for a while. yeah i made some stupid decisions you know <laughs> <laughs> it's all good actually the best way to describe the weapon system to joe is you know how they had ultra gogeta and legends oh my god and he just ruled the fucking game for like a solid three weeks there you go that was the, that's the new obsidian steed for you if you went into that without Ultra Gogeta, you was not going to have a good time. True. On that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap up this really thick sode. Oh my god. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> was that oh my god because you just looked up at the time for the yep. recording? Yep, just looked yeah. at the time. That was a lot lower that than I last gonna be hefty. Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thick sode. Thick sode. But it was fun. Uh, we talked about so- some new games we learned about joe's crippling addiction used to be and i think we all grew a little and, and to be clear on the hot take i'm pretty sure it's three to one three to one. Oh yeah we're all against him oh 100 100 percent. yeah I, I figured yeah <laughs> J- just just wanted to make that clear for the audience like they was some back and forth but it's it's a definite three to one ratio it's even a potential o to four who knows though <laughs> <laughs> we, we turned joe <laughs> Against his own hot take. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well... Now that's true growth, boys. Exactly. You love to see it. Alright, thank you all for listening. Uh, that, is, that is it. TTFN. Goodbye. TTFL. Yo, cringe. Thank you all for listening. This is the end of our episode. I'd just like to do some quick plugs before you all leave. You can find all of our content on our website, zerotalent.net, where you also have the ability to make an account and interact with us or other fans in the forums. You can also do this by following our subreddit, r slash zerotalentproductions. Or if you prefer watching on YouTube, you can find our channel there by searching Zero Talent, filtering by channel, and then looking for the broken crown you all know and love. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Zero Talent Productions, where we have various subscription tiers for you to unlock something extra with each one. Thank you all again for listening. Ta-ta for now. That was the Zero Talent Podcast.